Blog Talk Radio. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Hi, this is Dr. O. Sullivan speaking, and you're listening to Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O on Sylvia Global Network Media, and I would like to welcome you this week. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest. It's Dr. Tom Cameron from Standard Process. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Uh, Good morning, Dr. O. It's nice to be here. Doing very well. (laughs) I'm glad, glad to hear it. Now, um, I wanted to let our listening audience know that we would love for you to call in with questions for Dr. Cameron about this wonderful, holistic, standard process veterinary formulation. We're going to talk about it and let the world know that there are things out there that we can do to increase the overall health, nutrition, longevity, and quality of life for our friends through veterinary practices. And we're going to be talking a lot about uh, philosophy um, and underlying um, holistic mm, processing and those types of things. We have a lot to go over today. So please call in with our questions to 347-215-6138 at any point during the show. Now I'd like to also ask you to follow us on Twitter at Dr. O D V M and like us on Facebook at Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O. If you'd like to email in a question, go ahead and send it to listeners at sylviaglobal.com. And once again, thank you very much to Sylvia Global Media Network for making this whole thing possible. So, Dr. Cameron. Whoa, are you there, Dr. Cameron? I am here. I am here. Sorry, I just hear a lot of noise. I hear a lot of static on the line. I apologize. So, can you um, please let us know who you are and what you do and why you're so darn impressive, in my opinion? <laughs> well, thank you very much. I am uh, a veterinarian in Wisconsin. I have been a veterinarian for 32 years now. I graduated from Michigan State University back in 1982, and I came to Wisconsin uh, uh, to work and have been here ever since. And uh, my basically my history is I started out uh, in dairy practice. Wisconsin is the dairy state, and uh, I was very interested in, in the dairy state, and, and which has a lot of nutrition um, in the dairy industry. And so uh, that was my initial exposure to nutrition. And uh, so I came doing uh, uh, mostly dairy work in Wisconsin and as well as small animal uh, work. Unfortunately, the dairy industry took a dive, um, uh, went downhill and really declined in the, in, the, in the 80s. And so my work took me to do more small animal practice. And gradually, I uh, uh, moved over to do all small animal practice. And uh, um, and the kind of the the, the main point of, of how I um, came to where I am today is that after a few years of being in traditional practice, I started to become very frustrated with 
the number of cases that were not getting better with chronic diseases, things like allergies and arthritis and cancers and and other uh, uh, other diseases, and and uh, we were just needing to give larger and larger amounts of medication, and and I was very unhappy with the limited um, number of resources we had to to get these uh, patients better. And so I started to look for, for alternatives, and, and uh, I was exposed to homeopathy, I was exposed to nutrition, I was exposed to acupuncture and chiropractic. And so, um, uh, so I got some training in, in, uh, uh, in chiropractic and uh, uh, nutrition and homeopathy and um, ended up bringing in a chiropractor into my office and a massage therapist. But uh, I found that when I added uh, nutrition and homeopathy and some of these others, we were able to move forward on these cases and, and get some of them better that we were not able to do before. So I still use medications. Uh, medications in, in the Western world, we uh, we do acute medicine the best. So we're very good at surgery and, and uh, acute illnesses, but um, where we have a problem is with the more chronic diseases. So, uh, so that's... Um, I sold my practice after 25 years in in, uh, um, in 2006, and I joined Standard Process, and uh, I've been working with them ever since, teaching veterinarians how to use nutritional um, supplementation uh, in their clinical practices. Uh, Dr. Cameron, that is you're, you're, it, everything you're saying is so perfect. It's the words that I would have said probably a decade ago with regard to the frustration with traditional treatments, having to do more and more and uh, of the same drugs or the same limited resources, and it chimed through my head that the definition of insanity, right, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Um, that and that and uh, I've told everybody a family tragedy kind of drove me to the statement: there has got to be something else, and that's not to the exclusion of Western medicine by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just very integrated, but homeopathy, nutrition, acupuncture, spinal manipulation for me rather than chiropractic per se. A lot of electro stim, uh, but. When I teach classes, when I talk to clients, when I do seminars, those types of things, it's always air you breathe and food you eat. Two fundamentals of a good, healthy lifestyle, regardless of what your past has or what your constitution say. If we're not getting really basic, wonderful nutrition, um, we're always behind the eight ball, in my opinion. That's why I really enjoy um, your thought process and that you know the company that you work for so much. So I thank you for that. And the integrated approach, uh, you know, when we have emergency medicine, when we require a surgery, when we require the best diagnostic tools, heck yeah, Western medicine has it. Of course it does. I can, you know, I can do anything for my non-human patients that I could do for humans, whether it's cancer or you know, diagnostic with a CT or an MRI or knee replacement or hip replacement or whatever it is. So I don't discount that whatsoever, but you saying the frustration of being limited for these chronic cases, uh, I'd really like to jump into that because I'd say 90% of my cases are chronic and they're frustrated owners. So let, let's dive into standard process. Sure. Well, um, where I come from, uh, uh, when I teach clients and, and veterinarians about um, veterinary nu- nutrition, is that um, uh, well, let's let's go back. Is is back in 2002, there was an um, uh, an issue of the American, the Journal of the American Medical Association, um, that was 
published, and they um, devoted the entire issue to the fact that all Americans should be taking a nutritional supplement now because the American diet has gone downhill far enough that um, it can no longer supply the recommended daily allowances of most nutrients. And so um, they went on to say that nutritional deficiencies are very common in this country. We're overfed, but we have nutritional deficiencies that occur uh-huh. because of the processing of food and how it's grown, things like that. But, um, um, but the nu- nutritional deficiencies are at, at the root cause of many of our chronic diseases like osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, cancers, things like that. So, so the fact is that's, that's the first time in the history of the American Medical Association that they um, recommended a nutritional supplement or a vitamin mineral supplement. Um, and uh, they, the fact that they said that nutritional deficiencies are common um, uh, is something we need to take very close notice of. And so uh, I find in my career as a veterinarian that, that the increase in health problems in, uh, um, and the incidence of health problems in dogs and cats very much parallels what's happening in, uh, in our human population. If anything, it's happening faster. And, uh, and so, yep, so, so the nutritional deficiency issue is very much a part of, um, of everything we deal with in our, uh, our veterinary patients. And so I teach that every single case has a nutritional component. I mean, we still need yeah. to go ahead and, and deal with infection or inflammation or fluid buildup, things like that. So, you know, medications can, uh, can help with that, but we have to be sure that it, what, I, what I teach people is that medicine addresses symptoms, but it does not address healing and rebuilding. So that's where the nutritional part of it comes in is uh, the the, uh, nutrition addresses function and rebuilding and and repairing and getting back to working normally. So they go hand in hand and they need to be given at the same time. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, that, that being said, I couldn't agree with you more for every single case, every single case that walks through your door, and then, of course, including me, uh, you know, every human, you know, we know that we, what we need to do when we choose to or not to, but with our animal friends, I have to tell people all the time, remind them, our animal friends have no choice and no voice. So we are 100% responsible for them and everything that we put down for them to eat. So our education, our edification, our information, and our decision-making is of crucial, crucial importance. Because like I said, we love them, but if we're not making good choices or we don't have good information, then we're the ones that are responsible for that. We're the ones that took on responsibility when we brought them into our lives. So that nutritional component, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the things that standard process um, uh, embodies is the whole food harvesting, the uses of whole foods, minimally processed, top-of-the-line ingredients that don't lose their nutritional value in the mechanism of making these wonderful supplements you guys have, as opposed to highly processed, heat-prepared, spray-coated stuff that we have a tendency to feed our animals. So would you mind addressing some of the whole food harvesting and a low-temperature processing and maybe the, the philosophy that went behind that for standard process. I'd appreciate that a lot. Be happy to. Standard Process is a very interesting company. 
Uh, it was started over 80 years ago. It, it actually started back in 1929 uh, by a gentleman named Royal Lee. And uh, um, Dr. Lee was an engineer, but he also was a dentist. He went to dental school. And even back in the 1920s, he, as a dental student, saw oral pathology in the mouths of people way back then. That was a time when they first started a lot of food processing. It was the first time they started uh, uh, chlorinating flour um, and uh, um, they had better transportation and better refrigeration, so they were starting to have larger stores. And what they did was um, they were looking at foods and wanted to have longer shelf lives. And in order to have a food um, not spoil, you have to remove the parts of the food that will spoil. Unfortunately, that's some of the most nutrient-rich and, <laughs> and the most valuable part of the food. And so, so um, uh, Dr. Lee was seeing nutritional deficiency diseases in the mouths of his patients way back then. And he uh, um, uh, developed a, uh, a series of nutritional supplements to help both family members and, and uh, other practitioners uh, uh, in the area. And it's grown uh, over these 80 years um, uh, to where we have over 150 human supplements in the, uh, um, uh, in the standard process line. And veterinarians have been using these, these whole food human supplements uh, in animals uh, all that time, and we came out with a veterinary line in 2002. When we talk about uh -huh. whole food, what, uh, what Dr. Lee was doing was putting back um, nutrients that were being lost in the diet. Vitamins and minerals and other uh, nutrients uh, tend to be very sensitive to heat. They either get inactivated or destroyed to where the body can't use them uh, if food is, is all high heat processed. And so this is where deficiencies will, uh, will come in. Um, in order to combat that, the supplements that Standard Process makes um, they um, dehydrate them under a vacuum, which allows them to do that at very close to room temperature. And by doing that, we're not boiling it, we're not uh, you know, uh, deeply cooking them, and that preserves these nutrients that are in these foods. Um, mm. Standard Process has over a 1,000 acres of land in south-central Wisconsin that um, is farmed, it's certified organic farm land. And so, um, uh, so we have a very deep, um, rich soil that was deposited here by the glaciers many years ago. And so it's some of the best land. Uh, it sits on a, a big bed of limestone, so there's lots of calcium and other minerals there. And uh, so all of our, our ingredients are processed at very low heats, again, to, uh, so this is as close to raw that we can get with, you know, it, it, this, is, this is a pharmaceutical grade production plant. So it's, it's highly regulated by the FDA and the USDA and, and you can eat off the floors in here. Um, but uh, um, but that's, the, that's the quality uh, that we're, um, we're, we've become very used to and what Standard Process is known for. Beautiful. I, I, I love that. Um, now, you mentioned here, I, I'm a big fan of the dehydration at room temperature as a process in which we can get um, a stable product without deactivating or denaturing proteins or making them inaccessible to the rest of the body or, God forbid, just destroying them with heat and processing. Um, I also uh, would like, if you will, go into the organic piece of it. You and I have had long conversations about this, but I want to make sure that we tell as many people as possible about what the organic process is and what's not in it 
and also your support of local growers. I think that it's important that people know that if we keep um, the process close to our friends, and the people that I'm a big fan of, if I can look you in the eye and shake your hand, I think we have a wonderful relationship and a wonderful partnership and that we can talk about things that are beneficial to not only the two of us, but everyone that's going to be involved in our products. So um, it, just during my reading, I had gotten that sense from Standard Process with the local growers um, and in the large pieces of property that do the organic growing on and the wonderful soils. Um, but if you wouldn't mind maybe touching base a titch on the organic piece of it and why that's so important to your company, but also, I don't know, uh, the process of being able to say that you're organic, not just that you don't put this in and you don't put that in and you don't use this and don't use that, but actually saying that you're organic, that kind of crosses this line. And as we discussed earlier, there's so much controversy and so much misinformation out there about these foods. And I'm a huge organic, no genetic modification advocate. I, I just will not tolerate that. Um, and I, like I said, I think our right to know that this is happening is of vital importance for everybody. So let's touch on that if you're comfortable with it. And then also, let's talk about your guys' experience, your relationship with local folks. So we're not importing things from far away or far you know, countries away or gosh knows when it was grown or when it was picked or how it was harvested or how it was you know, shipped. So um, can we talk about that and keep things local? We can. You're going to have to help me. We've, we've got a number of points in your in your questions there, so you help me stay yeah. on track with that. Um, the first the first part of that is is that uh, um, uh, we are very very careful about any ingredients that go into our products, and so uh, we grow most of the plant materials that uh, that go into our products. And so so the fact that they are certified organic by all the national uh, certification programs, um, we have some new land that is going to be added, but that has to be farmed. Um, uh, organically for three years before it can even be tested and, and uh, certified. So, so um, it's a long process, and uh, um, we continue to hope to add to that. But the, the, the whole idea of organic is that it has been uh, – there's a lot of debate out there of, of, uh, um, uh, of what is, is uh, organic, and uh, unfortunately um, – there has been a real diluting down of organic um, certification some in some places, but um, but that has not happened here. And so this is truly organic. There are no um, chemical fertilizers, pesticides, things like that used, and uh, the, the the products are tested for heavy metals, chemicals. Um, and other uh, uh, types of contaminants that we could get just from the air, but they're not there, okay? So, uh, um, I mean, they just don't tend to be in the products when they're grown organically. The, the products uh, have a, a, a greater um, resistance to uh, pesticides, to, to insecticides and to inse insects and other pests. Um, and so these are just healthier plants that uh, are going to make a better product. We also mm -hmm. test any ingredients up to six times during the production process of, of making these supplements. So, so, um, so, so we're very, very careful about that. As far as sourcing uh, ingredients, we're very careful. We have long relationships with, um, uh, uh, with other uh, manufacturers of uh, glandular materials and, and, and other ingredients that we do use in our products. Every raw material that comes in is tested for all of these things, for bacteria, chemicals, uh, uh, metals, and, and other, uh, um, uh, other materials to be sure that they are pure um, and uh, um, 
and, uh, uh, and robust. The whole idea of organic and why it's important um, is that, that right now the world is a dirtier place than it used to be, and everyone's body, including <laughs> our animals, is under, under attack. And, and these are, these are uh, compounds in the air and the water and in our food and, and, and all over the place that, that the body takes in and it has to be dealt with as a waste product or a toxin. And that puts stress on our liver and our kidney, on our adrenals, on, on all of our uh, internal organs. And um, very much like driving a car harder and faster and longer, you're going to have to do a better job of, of changing oil and changing fluids and tires and keeping them in good shape. So this is the fuel that keeps our body engines going. Um, and so we've got to be sure we're putting high-quality um, materials Materials in those bodies. So, uh, um, so that's there, there's something called the green theory of aging. Is that that um, what's going to determine how well you live is how well you take care of your body and and give it the materials that allows it to take care of itself um, uh, the best that it can under this onslaught. Because right now it's not getting any easier being out there. It's uh, we all have have more challenges than our parents had and, and, their, and than their parents had. Um, so, uh, um. so the, um, uh, Dr. Cameron, the green theory of aging, is that a, a theory like the Hippocrates kind of putting a statement out there, or is it a book, or is it, um, I love it, the green theory of aging. Uh, is it in sure. text, or is it? Well, what that is, is that that was coined by um, an herbalist from Australia. Standard Process also sells in a line of herbal products uh, that's called MediHerb. And uh, right, so it's right, a right, wonderful, right. wonderful line of uh, very effective uh, uh, herbal supplements. And Carrie Bone is a uh, um, uh, PhD herbalist in um, Australia who's developed all of the, the products. He's also a university professor and a researcher, just a very, very intelligent man uh, who is just a, uh, has a lot of foresight and, and uh, been very fortunate to be able to work with him. Uh, that is from Carrie uh, uh, Bone, the, the okay. Green Theory okay. of Age. Well, that, that's 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 incredible, isn't it? And then also the the global impact and the global resourcing of not only products but also brain power, right? So you you've got these wonderful you know um, people and wonderful pure thought people that are actually doing work based on what they believe in in Australia or you know halfway around the world. Everybody working together to try to support a better way of living, or as you said making sure that you have the highest test fuel you have in our machine, you know, whether it's my body or my dog's body or those types of things, trying to deal with those waste products and toxins of just being alive, you know, just being present here in this dirtier place than it used to be. So um, you, have to, you have to really respect that, that um, Standard Process and other folks are working together in a very holistic, very planetary, very... Um, inclusive way to try to do better. I think that's an important point for our listeners and for everybody else that is working on any kind of holistic pet care or just personally is to know that we, we need to be an inclusive with what we do and to respect everyone's not only education but experience, their knowledge, and their ideas. So, Dr. Cameron, that, that's a wonderful, wonderful point that you brought up there. So thank you very much. Um, what do we think 
about, when we, if we back up to dog and cat, what do we think about ancestry? What do we think about the nature of a being with regard to back 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 a long time ago, our friends were hunters. Our friends killed what they ate and then got the benefit of the nutrition or the things that their prey had eaten. I think that that's been lost and that the true essence of a creature, whether it's me or my dog or my cat or my fish or my snake or my bird, is lost. And I try to remind people that birds are meant to fly, snakes are meant to slither, dogs are meant to be dogs, cats are not small dogs, and they all need to be treated as such. So I think that your product um, definitely respect that, uh, especially maybe with our protomorphogens and the way the products are put together for dog or for cat or for human. Um, can you go into that a little bit, Dr. Cameron? Well, absolutely. And, and uh, um, you know, we hear so much about genetics these days and how, you know, genes determine how what your health is. But um, these... All of us, uh, uh, anybody on this planet, um, who, and we've been around for these many thousands of years, um, the, the genes have adapted to what was available and, and, and what kind of foods were available. And, and, um, and so our, our animal population and our human population adapted eating a wide range of nutrients. Most of them were fresh. Uh, they were not contaminated with a lot of the contaminants that we have now. And, uh, and that's how our genetic makeup was kind of cemented in. And, and what we've done in a very short period of time, pr- pretty much over the last 100 to 125 years, we have dramatically changed what we put in our bodies. And uh, we're seeing a lot of chronic disease uh, um, growth and, and a lot of problems worldwide because we have so, so drastically changed what, uh, um, what the, the, gen, the gene pool is used to getting and, and being able to thrive. So what we're doing uh, with, from a standard process point of view is we're trying to put these, these very beneficial functional foods together in combinations that uh, um, uh, attempt to put back some of the nutrients that we're not getting anymore. And genetics is a, is a big part of this, um, uh, and, uh, um, and so, um, so that's, that's what we're doing, is, is the, um, uh, essentially we're, we're putting trace nutrients back into the diet um, and getting back to using glandular materials. There's uh, um, some question of why we would use things like liver and kidney and other, other glands. You have to remember that, that an animal who is a carnivore um, the first thing they would eat when they catch, we, we watch the National Geographic specials where they, <laughs> and a group of lions catches a, 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 an antelope, what's the first thing they eat? They eat the abdominal contents, and those okay. are the organs, which are the liver and the spleen and kidney and adrenal. And so there are very definite, they, the, the animals know that those are the most nutrient-dense and the richest, most valuable parts of the um, uh, of the animal, so those are the ones that they eat first, and and they mm-hmm. eat those preferentially. There are a lot of uh, times where the the lions and tigers don't even eat the muscle meat; they leave that for the scavengers, or they pull that away for later. So um, right now, animals don't get muscle meat, or sorry, uh, glandular tissues in 
their pet food is all muscle meat. And there are many nutrients that are in things like liver and kidney, like mostly the B vitamins, a uh, wide range yeah, of B yeah, vitamins yeah. And, and other uh, other nutrients that are critically important for many metabolic um, processes in the body. And when we don't get those, the body still works, but it works differently. And so um, we don't have the same health benefits if we don't get them. Uh, they've actually done studies where they have taken uh, liver and put some radioactive material in it and fed it to dogs and cats and then followed the radioactive material. And most of it ended up in that liver of that dog or cat eating the product. So there is a uh, something called homostimulation that uh, means like helps like. And so eating my eating liver gives me B vitamins and other nutrients that directly help my liver as well as the rest of the body. So that's where glandular therapy um, has its benefits, and, it, and it's been um, uh, in practice around the world in virtually every society. Uh, and uh, um, it, uh, in this country, it, it pretty much went out of fashion in the 40s when, uh, when they started to be able to synthesize um, different types of drugs like thy thyroid drugs and steroids yeah. and other types of hormones, and we, we, we stopped, uh, stopped eating those types of products. But uh, they have a long history of very sig significant benefits, and, and so uh, the standard process products put those back in to try to reestablish that. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. And, and some of the things that you just mentioned um, with regard to the glandular material and the, the nutrient-dense, richest properties, I find that my uh, folks that I get in relationships with, be a student or a client, honestly do not know that a cat is an obligate carnivore. They do not know that dogs are omnivores, same as you and me. You know, so, so just like the kind of fundamental basics of what the heck am I feeding my cat or what am I feeding my dog or what am I feeding my horse or my chicken or whatever it is. And just understanding that the, that the omnivore is not a carnivore and a carnivore is not an omnivore and that they might have different needs, essential needs. And um, it's a good place to start. And I, uh, I, I'm laughing because when you're talking about these, these nutrient-dense organ meats, I'm looking at the freezer in my office here that is filled with raw marrow bone and awful. So I have um, liver, I have kidney, I have heart, I have tongue here um, bundled up in my freezer to sell to my clients for just this reason. And it's not, it's not a, uh, a protomorphogen brand extract or those types of things. It's just that if we have our choice to locally grown, free-range, organic, not processed, not topped off, and in my freezer to feed to my pets, wow, that's an awesome thing. I mean, it's just phenomenal. It's so close. It's as close as I can offer to my clients to get back to what our friends might choose to eat if they had their druthers. And um, also you mentioned the homostimulation and said that like helps like. That sounds a heck of a lot like homeopathy to me, doesn't it? Like treating like. Doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting here shaking my head right and sitting there. I'm like, yep, that's exactly it, isn't it? I love how things come full circle. I love that. Um, Absolutely. So we, we um, with your, do your the veterinary line that, what, just came up in 2002, is that what you said? We, that's correct. We started veterinary line. Um, what did uh, Standard Process do differently 
for dog and cat versus human line. Different indication, different um, combinations to get our organ groups in home, uh, homeostasis. Or what's the philosophy behind our dog and cat products, which are two different lines, versus our human lines? Um, what is it that you guys are doing? Okay. Well, um, as I mentioned before, uh, veterinarians have been using the human line in, in animals um, uh, since they first came out back in 1929, and, and uh, older veterinarians like me didn't have the veterinary line available, so we used the, the veterinary line, and, and we, what we did was we used um, them in the same way that they were used in humans. So uh, there were different protocols and combinations that, uh, that we would take those same combinations and use them in the animals, just scaling the dosages down based on the weight of the animals. Um, uh, the one thing about standard process products, if you go as a as a person, go to a standard process practitioner and they diagnose a condition, health condition in you, very often you'll go home with three, four, five, or even six different supplements to, to address uh, many different specific areas within the body. Um, and we would follow these same protocols in the animals, but that can be very difficult even scaling them down to give, say, a cat four or five tablets a day of something. Um, so, so everybody knows that that can be a difficult thing or a, a, a finicky dog, something like that. So that got to be a little bit uh, difficult. So what uh, uh, we had a doctor, um, a veterinarian, uh, Dr. Ron Karsten, who came and, and uh, was a longtime user of the standard process products in his practice. And he came and he took elements of multiple products and put them together into something like we have we have ten different system products. So there is a a, a renal support which is for kidney. There's a musculoskeletal um, uh, product. There's a cardiac product. There's an adrenal product. So so um, uh, as I said, as a human, you'd probably go home with three or four different supplements by putting combinations together into one system support product. Um, this allowed us to to get the benefits of those multiple products, but only giving one. Product. Product. So that's how the veterinary line differs, differs from the human line. Uh, we still use a lot of the human. I still use probably half of the products I use are from the human line and, and half are from the, uh, the veterinary line because the, the, um, there are just different things we can do to get the best combination for the individual animal. But uh, that's the basic difference. The, um, the veterinary line is produced in the same plant from, uh, that the human products are, and they come off the exact same production lines. They use the exact same materials. So this is the same high-quality uh, material that goes into the veterinary line that goes into the human line. Now, that's really important, isn't it, Dr. Cameron, because there is a differentiation in food and supplementation and such called human-grade. Now, human-grade yes. food... Uh, in highly processed foods or whatever, in the dog, the, the marketplace now, human-grade food is a huge kind of holistic selling point because most of the stuff we're feeding to our friends is not human-grade. It's human leftovers. It's stuff that didn't, didn't make the cut for human consumption. And many, many people don't know that. They do not know that the majority of dog and cat food out there and even supplementation are sourcing from non-human-grade food. So the idea that we take our lovely nutrients and our um, from our certified organic soil and we stick these things through the same factory, the same standards, the same processing, the same regulations, side by side with human product and everything that goes along with that, 
responsibility is a huge, huge support for this product and other products that are concerned human-grade, human-grade processing, and that there's not a differentiation between, like, humans need this standard and non-humans don't worry about it. And unfortunately, that's what we get quite a bit. And uh, when you said that half of the mm, supplementation, half of the support, half of the recommendations that you make come off the human line of standard process, I, I'd like to state that I think that's true of everything, right? I mean, with regard to whether home feeding or we're doing Western medications or we're doing going to the vitamin store or we're doing probiotics, the idea that in holistic medicine and really supportive philosophies that, heck yeah, we're not staying to an only dog and cat product. We are. We're reaching out to the organic food companies, we're reaching out to the grocery store, the vitamin store, and then Western medicine, every antibiotic that we use, of course it's human stuff, and every you know, um, non-steroidal is based off of human stuff, and that goes back to the fact that it only got into humans because they did research on animals. So we know it works exactly. with them. But, you know, it's, it's, it's this big fortuitous thought process, but the, the idea that the amoxicillin or the non-steroidals or the steroids or the surgeries or the whatever that we use on animals is any different than humans is silly. And the idea that our pets will benefit from human lines of wonderful products as supplementation, of course they will. So I think that I need your help to um, erase the line of thinking between human and non-human when it comes to supplementation, maybe to diet, behavior, maybe to consideration for health. So um, if you if you can help me with that a little bit, I'd appreciate that because I know I just called you not even a couple days ago asking you a puppy, and much of your recommendations were all on the human side. Sure. Well, I think that yeah. that that um, uh, that we we need to continue to remember that uh, that that. We're dealing with foods here, and um, uh, and so we don't use many what we call isolate ingredients. We we find that the uh, the animals and people do better when they get their nutrients from foods because that's the way the body was was. Uh, created uh, and, and the, the best way to get your nutrients from foods. And so, uh, um, so animals and, and, uh, and people are not that different when it comes to that type of, uh, of nutritional approach. And so um, uh, people always say, well, geez, can I give this human product to a cat? And uh, um, except for a very few small exceptions, uh, the human line can be translated over to the veterinary line. And interestingly, we have a number of doctors who are starting to use the veterinary line in people. Uh, <laughs> I, I <laughs> ran into a, a, a chiropractor that uh, uh, when he gets stuck on a human patient and can't seem to move them forward, he gives them the whole body support because it's it's such a wonderful mix of, of functional foods that supports all the body systems that he's been able to move cases forward and see more success uh, when he does that. So the, the, the difference um, of the veterinary line versus the human line is that it's got a combination of more ingredients. So it's a, got a broader range of activity. And so we can see some, some wonderful things there. But, um, uh, but foods are very safe and uh, 
um, and as a rule tolerated very, very well by both human and animal patients. And so, um, so that uh, um, is, is there are many medications and flea products and other um, uh, products in veterinary medicine that we have to be careful that we don't use them yeah, in cats yeah. if, if they're just labeled for dogs. And veterinarians are very aware of that. And so we do yeah. have to be careful. But there's a much greater level of safety when using foods. Yes. Now let, let let's use that as a segue to something that's very extremely important and close to my heart. Now I just made the analogy that there is there's a uh, this kind of imaginary line between a human and non-humans, and that the idea that we don't share food, that we don't share medications, we don't share surgical procedures, we don't share diagnostics, those types of things, is a truism. That being said, I need everyone to listen here. Okay, we do not cross over human medications into our patients, into our non-human patients. There are human medications, human treatment, human things that are on the market that will absolutely be toxic and detrimental to your patient. So um, p- please take, take that to heart. Do not give human medications to your animals under any circumstances whatsoever at all. And that being said, um, that will immediately leave her as a segue to standard processes um, philosophy, the importance of informed guidance of a healthcare professional and the professional assessment of each individual's nutritional status. Now that would be in, you know, combination of traditional veterinary medicine with the patient-client veterinary relationship, which is, it's fundamental, required in order to prescribe, recommend, you know, diagnose, treat, all of those, all of that language that we're so cognitive of. But also I want to make sure, once again, all of our listeners understand, do not give human medications or supplementation to your animals without consulting with a licensed veterinarian on a case-by-case basis. So as, as visually empty as I just got, I think it's just so, so important that our listening audience understand that do not cross the line with human medications into our animals and always seek professional licensed veterinary help for your animals. That being said, Dr. Cameron, Tom, can you tell me about the importance of that informed guidance of a healthcare professional and a professional assessment of each individual's nutritional status going into a relationship with standard process? Absolutely, and I'm glad you brought it up because it's 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 critically important across the board with all of our health. Uh, issues is that uh, uh, we really want to stay away from from self diagnosis. Um, uh, doctors are some of the worst uh, examples of treating themselves, and there's an old there's an old saying that the the doctor who treats himself has a fool for a patient, and so you know uh, you know that we're not supposed to treat ourselves or our families, and and so we all need. We all need professional guidance, and 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 that is exactly the same um, uh, ap- applies for nutritional guidance. And so, Standard Process only sells their supplements to licensed professionals because we want to be sure you do have somebody looking directly at the patient and and creating an uh, individualized. Um, combination of uh, um, either uh, drugs and or nutritional uh, supplementation for that uh, that patient. Uh, that being said, um, uh, so so we always want you to be working with a licensed health professional when uh, either for yourself or for your animals. Um, that being said, um, we do not sell 
nutritional supplements on the internet, but you can find our supplements on the internet. These are purchased by people who have a legitimate account and then do what we call diverting. They sell these products to the internet, uh, to internet providers. So you can find these products online. It's not sanctioned by standard process, but you can buy them yourself. And I would just caution you uh, about purchasing them on online because um, you will very often miss having that just essential guidance uh, in order to use them well. Standard, uh, the, when you do nutritional supplementation, particularly in an animal who has been chronically sick, there can be some side effects of detoxification and other healing yeah. effects. That, that can happen. These are, these are good things to happen and the body needs to go through them, but you also need guidance on how to deal with it. We want to minimize them and there are also things we can do to, uh, uh, to help them get through it when that happens. But if you're doing this on your own, you are really up a creek without a paddle and it can be a very dangerous situation. And so, uh, um, so I would not recommend it at all. But that is a, a very firm uh, commitment on the part of standard process. We, since I have been here, I've been here for eight years now. Um, uh, they have closed over five million dollars worth of accounts who were doing this diverting uh, process. Unfortunately, it's too easy um, uh, on the internet to to get started again. So, so um, uh, those are available, and uh, um, but it's not something don't, that's don't do it. <laughs> Dr. Cameron, we have a caller would like to ask you a question if you don't mind. Um, Joyce, thank you for joining the show. How can we help you today? Uh, good morning, Dr. Rowe. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, very well. Thank you for calling. Good. You're welcome. Um, I have an eight-year-old lab who uh, you have started treating that has had stomach issues and colitis issues. Um, I came to see you last month. You put her on probiotics and some herbs, and she's been doing extremely well as far as the noisy stomach and all that stuff. I can't believe the change in this dog. However, this morning, <laughs> we woke up, and her stomach was noisy. She wanted to eat grass and stuff, which I let her, and it calmed it down. But I was wondering if there's anything that I could give to her um, for uh, instances like this, or just let her work through it. Dr. Cameron, what do you think? Now, let's say that, that she called me with that question, and I called you, as our, you know, as our relationship would be, as professional to professional. What might your recommendations be to, you and to me, knowing that we can't diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure anything, just having a conversation about recommendations? What do you think, Dr. Cameron? Sure. Well, the first the first um, question, Joyce. How how long ago did Dr. O start the probiotics? Uh, it was last month. I believe it was like the twenty fifth of February. Okay, last month. So, um, and had this been going on for quite a while with your dog? Oh yes, quite a few yeah. years actually. Okay. Okay. So, so the first thing I would uh, say that it is that number one, it sounds like we're on a on a a good path. Is that that you've seen improvement, and that's a good thing. Um, Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, yeah, you know, the, uh, uh, the 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 gut is is one that tends to be what we call episodic, meaning that that you can see flare-ups and then things will be fine for a while and then you'll see flare-ups and so um, it can be hard sometimes to know what it was that flared that up. 
but um, I would not get in a big hurry to change things because you've already seen some improvement. And so, exactly. uh, um, so I would want you to continue. We talk about when, when animals have been having problems, um, very often people will come in and say this, this animal's had a sensitive stomach for five years. You know, um, uh, Very often if you, when we get on the proper supplementation uh, regimen, it can take a month of treatment for every year that the, yeah. that the uh, condition oh. has been there. And so do you see we're early in the process? Okay, and and so um, uh, so the um, uh, I would um, what we tend to see is that you'll see a flare up, and then they'll calm down and things will be fine. And what we look at is is with this, particularly with the GI tract, is that with time the flare ups tend to be farther apart. They tend to be less severe each time they happen, and and eventually just go away. Do you see what I mean? Oh, so perfect. I think I think you're on a good track. Okay. okay. Uh, I think that's that's where uh, keeping in touch with Dr. O or or for the you, you others who are whoever your veterinarian is, this is where having the dog reevaluated um, on a maybe monthly or bi-monthly basis, just to 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 say, okay, what's happened? Because we do want to keep track of these flare-ups, how often that happens. Um, okay. But uh, and so so that's the first thing I would look at is is again we've seen improvement and you you know you've noticed a a, a significant change in your dog um, yes. and you know I always, always want to ask you know did the do, did the dog possibly get a hold of something was there some yeah. kind of stress okay. was was something like that um, okay. and just as a as a plug for standard process I mean there's a there's a there's an old <laughs> saying. There's an old saying that all disease starts in the gut, and so it's it's yes, very important yes. that we, that we um, uh, be sure that we uh, um, uh, in, ensure the health of the digestive tract. That's where many many other diseases start, and so um, we do have a product that's called Canine Enteric Support, which is a digestive support product that is a food based product that it, it, it gives nutritional um, help for the, uh, the entire digestive system. And so um, okay. that would be a conversation I would, would uh, direct you to have with Dr. O and see, you know, is your dog a candidate for that? Because it could okay. be that probiotics and, um, uh, and the other uh, um, supplements that she put on is helping, but it, it may not be a complete fix at this point. Right. All right. Thank you, okay, Joyce. So Thank you, Joyce, so much for calling. I, I really appreciate that. that. Was an awesome question. I really appreciate that, Joyce. And for Dr. Cameron, with the relationship with this little girl and without um, uh, this little girl, um, I, I love what you said. The one month for every year. That's what I tell every client. You know, with our chronic uh, conditions, we I tell people it's like peeling an onion. We're going to go ahead and we're going to deal with what you presented me with, and we're going to do things slowly. We're going to do things one at a time to see how we respond to it rather than, you know, sending you home with a deluge of stuff and then not being able to tell what worked, what didn't, what this, what that, what this. And then also, in Joyce's case, just like he said, be conscious of what she may have gotten into, what might have changed that upset that stomach that day or two days prior and such. And just as you mentioned, just do case-by-case basis and then as we get some improvement, some improvement, some improvement, and we make to 60% or 70%, and then using something such as enteric supported, which is wonderful, trying to move that up to 80%, maybe 90% quality of life, get rid of that discomfort, increase the improvement of the GI tract, 
um, that's, that's exactly the philosophy that we try to follow with all of our patients, all of our clients, is that what's going on, understand it's going to be like peeling an onion. It's not going to be 100% fixed. This is not about take two pills and call me in the morning. This is a process, not a pill. So we're going to go through it together and then see what shows up and deal with that on a case-by-case and being patient and being on board for the long haul. And in her case, I think we're looking at five, six, seven years of gurgly, uncomfortable, and we're now 30 days into it, and we're, we're doing pretty well. So I, I love that she gave us a call and gave us an opportunity to talk about how do we integrate a wonderful standard process into a full patient diagnostic plan, kind of like what we were just talking about is do this under the guidance of a healthcare professional. What do you think? Dr. Oak, can I add something? And, and you touched yeah. on it. Um, when when uh, uh, Joyce's dog has had this this chronic unsettled GI tract for a number of years, it tells me there's some inflammation and and other you know things not working well there. And what we get is we get a buildup of waste products in the liver, uh, in the kidneys, into the into the fat tissue, and things like that. And as we start to reverse that process, the body will let those things go, and we have to get rid of them. Um, that's what could have happened with this little flare up that. That, that the dog had, but it's, it, I always tell people it's like like if you haven't touched your attic in 30 years, if you go in there and start to dust, you can't get that clean without stirring up some dust. And so you've got to open the windows and you've got to, it's going to be messy for a while. And that's similar to what happens in the body. Oh, that's a wonderful analogy. That is so, that's just perfect because that's exactly what happens. Right? Cleaning out your closet. I don't know how I got that much stuff in there and it's just not going away. It just keeps getting worse and worse and dusty. But as you had mentioned before, the side effects and detoxifying effects, they're not bad necessarily. Sometimes they're scary. Sometimes they make you shake your head. But we all have to go through those. And that with the help and the guidance of healthcare professional of any kind, with some experience and education on these things, knowing that it's, it's, it'll be okay, but we have to stay in touch with each other. And let's stay the course. And um, I think with what, <laughs> what she just brought up, kind of brought up all those all those points at one time, which I think was it was wonderful for her to call. Um, with the implementation of a standard process product, let's talk about the ability to stack. Okay, so stacking products on top of each other. We have a probiotic and we have an herbal, like a strict herbal from an herbal company that also sells only to uh, medical professionals. And then we can maybe back off the herbal and then add our standard process or add them together, knowing that we're still okay, we're still safe. So we can stack standard process on other um, treatment modalities. Can you address that for me, Dr. Cameron? I sure can. Um, uh, in my practice that, that became a very holistic practice, I saw a lot of second opinions um, in my practice, and, and many animals would come in, like Joyce's dog, with a long history of uh, of chronic disease uh, with a with a big medical record and and have been on multiple medications and things like that. Most of these animals were on some form of medication or supplementation when they came in. I never uh-huh. take a dog off of medication or or supplements that another vet has put them on. I add nutritional supplementation to it. Okay. Right. So uh, right. and then as we see improvement. 
then we can have the conversation, can we reduce this medication? Okay, so that, you know, our goal is to find the lowest level of medic medication and of supplementation that keeps these animals healthy and, and happy and, and functional. And so in, in, in Joyce's case, with the two supplements you put the dog on, I would add the, um, uh, the enteric support to uh, Joyce's dog's supplementation and then see if we can't get even more calming of that gut and more improved function of that gut. And after we do that for a few months and, and, and have the dog doing well, then we can have the conversation. Okay, what can we cut and find, we're, we're, we have to play around and see, can we cut this one in half and then go for another several weeks? If that does well, we're, if we could wean her off everything except maybe a general nutritional support, that would tell us everything's working pretty well. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. We're, we're coming close to the end of our time together, Dr. Cameron. So in the next couple of minutes, if you were to tell our listening audience, our pet owners, how do we, we can look at standard process on your website, but we approach our veterinary professionals or our human professionals about the question of, hey, have you heard of standard process? How do we help our listening audience get standard process into their lives, get in standard process into their pet's lives for the next minute or so? Okay, well, again, these are, these are whole food supplements that are looking to put back nutrients that have been lost because of the processing and, and, uh, uh, and other uh, um, steps that have been um, uh, done to our food to lower the nutritional value. And uh, uh, the website is www.standardprocess.com. And I'll say that again, is www.standardprocess.com. So you can get more information on the company, on the history. And uh, um, uh, 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 on that website, there are, there's contact information for me. Uh, we have two veterinarians here, uh, as well as a veterinary technician. We um, are open to taking phone calls uh, um, uh, for, from people with questions on the supplements, things like that. And uh, I, I think that the best thing to, for you to do is if, you're, if your uh, veterinarian is not familiar with standard process is you bring this to them uh, and say, I would be interested in, in possibly um, using these in my patient, in my, my pet, um, and uh, with your help. And uh, um, we are here to help both pet owners and veterinarians uh, um, to understand our products, to teach them how to use them, and uh, where they can fit in. So uh, um, I think that that is uh, um, what I would recommend to you. And again, that's www.standardprocess.com. All right, beautiful, Dr. Cameron. I can't thank you enough for being a guest on our show today and talking straight through for a whole hour. I know that that I know that can be difficult sometimes, and that you and I are on we're we're just on such the same page that the words you said are the things that I say in my classes and the seminars in this office or that I put in writing. It's just fantastic. So I'm so glad we were able to do this together, and hopefully we can do quite a bit more um, in the future. I, I look forward to that. And for our listening audience, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Um, once again, like us on Facebook, Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O, and follow us on Twitter, drodvm.com. And once again, thank you so much to Sylvia Global Media Network for making this possible. So, Dr. Cameron, thank you for your time. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. been a pleasure to be here. All right. I'll talk to you very soon.
The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian.